Okay, guys, so finally, I got to watch the Makachev fight versus Charles Oliveira. Very, very high-level stuff in this fight. And I will say, I feel like a lot of people discredited Oliveira and what he did in there next to Makachev because of, I don't want to say how easy Makachev made it look, but the good things that Makachev was able to do to a high-level guy like Charles Oliveira. I mean, we've seen Charles Oliveira fight some of the best guys in the world and how he fights through adversity and just dominates. So to see this, I think people are kind of mm, uh, discrediting. I feel like they're pumping up Makachev and then at the same time discrediting how good Oliveira did because of how dominant it was. I don't even want to say dominant because I felt like Oliveira did some really good things in there. It was just the times that he would make these simple little mistakes, Makachev would capitalize on it. And when he capitalized, he made him pay time and time again. And the fight for as long as it lasted was competitive, but the most significant things that happened throughout that scrap was all Makachev. All Makachev. Oliveira had some moments, but they were like small moments. They weren't like, oh my goodness, he's changing or he's changing the tide a bit. It wasn't anything like that type of a moment like that. And I just want to give a shout out to G Fuel for the rest of this month of October. You get 30% off with my code gfuel.com. Use my code ALJO for 30% off. I just had to plug that in real quick because the October month is almost over. So again, for instance, the beginning of the fight, Oliveira pushes forward. He gets over aggressive. Makachev steps back, cracks him with the left hand, slips off the center line, gets his head off the center line, cracks him with the left hand, and sends him backwards to the canvas. Um, the body lock takedown of Makachev, where eh, it was, not, I don't want to say body lock, not like a traditional body lock. It was more so a judo throw. Um, Got him in the over-under position, right hand catching the wrist. I couldn't tell if he had the glove. Steps his left leg to the outside, reaps Oliveira's leg, his outside leg, which is his leg that would help him step. If he was to trip and fall, he would be able to step and play with that left leg, but he was unable to because of Makachev's outside leg that reaped the cross. So Makachev reaped his leg across both legs, but the far the, the near side leg was the one that was his base, so in case you push somebody, you fall over. And he was able to take that base out and end up on top. Now in the guard, Oliveira did some good things. Like I said, I don't know why he kind of like, he got rocked and then kind of like tried to, it almost looked like he pulled guard almost. And in those positions, he did good tying up the wrist. Makachev did what he could in terms of damage. It wasn't very significant. It wasn't a much. Oliveira had a moment with a triangle that looked scary for a second. It wasn't like, oh my God, it's deep, it's locked on. This might be it. But it was in a position where he was able to land like an elbow. Um, and elbow, I mean, it's one elbow. But yeah, elbows don't feel good when you get cracked, you know, on the top of the head and, and things like that. And it was a position where if Makachev made a, one little mistake, he could have pulled his arm through and then locked up a triangle or maybe even transitioned to an armbar or plata, which changes that entire sequence. But Makachev stayed disciplined, um, got two hands in or one hand out. And that was a good job on his part, just being able to recognize the threats 
And that's what makes Makachev so good. And guys, I never discredited Makachev. My only thing that I said was we just don't know how good he is yet in terms of top-level competition. Oliveira, he's been tested. He fought like four times in two years or five, I think. I think it was five. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, guys, please. Um, I would have to go look and double-check. But I think it was five times in like two years. That is super active, and they were all top five opponents. And you got Makachev, he took his last two before this fight were short-notice fights. You know, so not trying to discredit Makachev, all I was simply is pointing out a fact. One guy fought high-level competition, or should I say the considerably the best guys at the time in that division at the time, and he won. Yeah, there was some adversity, but he won. He gets dropped almost every single fight, but he comes back. That's what makes his fight super exciting because it's always like this roller coaster of emotions. Up, down, oh, he got dropped. Oh, my God, he's back. Oh, my God, he knocked him out. Oh, my God, Oliveira just submitted him. Crazy. How did that just happen? That's what makes Oliveira such a fun guy to watch. There's a lot of... It's not like he just comes out and just dominates these guys. There's excitement, action, back and forth. There's drama. There's things that, those are the things that make you gravitate to people, and they are must, must watch TV. Makachev, on the other hand, he dominates these guys. There's really no pushback, and you have to wonder, okay, maybe there's no pushback because the caliber of opponent in terms of the rankings, and then even though rankings don't always mean anything because sometimes there's the better people who aren't ranked, but the caliber of opponent does matter. So I had to be skeptical about that. That's the only, that's, that's, why a wise thing to do you can't just dismiss that fact because it's a fact so again now we have the opportunity to see when he's against the best of the best his wrestling his sambo neutralized Oliveira. didn't really give him any opportunities Oliveira did land a nice up kick in that transition when makachev was trying to pass his legs and that could have been bad but it showed makachev has a chin even though he's he was knocked out by adriano martins it showed that he just got caught in that fight and he could still take a shot because that was a hard shot Makachev impressed me with the footwork as Oliveira pushed forward. He was able to pivot out and land some counter strikes, which was super clean, super crisp, and accurate. Very impressive stuff that Makachev was able to do. And again, Oliveira was doing good things, trying to push forward, trying to cut him off, defending wizard wrist, landing knees in the clinch to the body of Makachev, and trying to stay upright for as long as he can. And then in the separations, Makachev just did his thing. And then, of course, we got round two. Oliveira goes for a jumping knee, switch knee, which he normally does. But this time, it felt different. It felt like labored. It felt like um, he was just kind of like, let's just see what happens if I do this. Maybe I can back him up or maybe I can connect. And in that transition, um, Makachev lands a jab. I think it was a jab. Or a cross. Something landed in the chest. I saw something land in the chest. And as it touched the chest, Oliveira's hand came down. And then he throws that right hook. Catches him flush on the chin. Drops him. Passes guard almost immediately. And as he passes guard, Oliveira's hands is already up here for some reason. His left hand was down here. His right hand was up by his head. And then from there, Makachev was able to get that right arm deep under that shoulder. And... Attack that shoulder pressure with the with his um we always go like middle finger into the armpit so you could roll the shoulder into the neck and cut that that carotid. It didn't even look like he had the shoulder pressure like on the on the the neck to put pressure on the carotid. 
And then he locked up his hands, and Oliveira kept his hand there, which was very bizarre. Obviously, he's hurt, so his jiu-jitsu is not going to be what it typically is. But he's hurt. Then he bridges. Makachev keeps it locked, the head and arm. He steps off to the side, and now he's not here. He has it almost like in that rear naked choke. And if you listen to a couple of my other episodes, I forget how many, um, a while ago I explained this, um, the rear naked choke style head and arm finish. And Oliveira just starts tapping like crazy. And it made me wonder if the choke, because it looked like it was on the chin, if it was choking or more so crushing his chin and the pressure of Makachev's squeeze was hurting him. And there was just nowhere for him to go. A little tired, hurt, um, a lot of pressure that doesn't feel good, very uncomfortable. And he just said, you know what, live to fight another day. That happens. Um, or was was it more of a choke? Because, I mean, he tapped for quite a bit. I mean, I felt like he tapped like eight or nine times in that sequence. Like, just ba 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 um, Yeah, but phenomenal fight for Makachev. Questions answered. He is the real deal. And he was always the real deal, guys. Makachev was always the real deal. It was whether or not he was the best guy in the world. And at UFC 280, Makachev proved that he is truly, indeed, the best guy in the world. I can't wait to see what's next for him. I don't really know who can be a real challenge. And I do like the matchup with Benil. I like the matchup with Volkanovski. But I think Benil Darius, being that he's closer to his actual size, I think that's a better, more intriguing matchup because he actually has solid traditional BJJ and he can strike his ass off. And he's a legitimate southpaw. That makes things very, very interesting. Southpaw versus southpaw. Good grappling versus good grappling. And again, it's not like Makachev just cut through Islam um, cut through uh, Oliveira's guard and just steamrolled him on the ground. When they were on the ground, he was tied up. Um, he got neutralized for quite all the exchange or the, the time limit that they were on the mat. And that says something. You got to respect that from Oliveira. That shows really good BJJ practitioners that are sound defensively for MMA, controlling the wrist, looking for submissions, attacking off of their back. I think that's something Benil could do. And Benil is actually very good when it comes to top pressure. But the striking is what makes it interesting because I think it would end up being a striking fight for the most part. And that's why I'm more intrigued with the Benil Darius route other than Volkanovski because he's just smaller. But I would never be that guy to hate on someone trying to make history. Volkanovski earned it. He beat a lot of people. But then we got the fights this weekend. And Arnold Allen, if he does beat Calvin Cater... To go on a 10-fight win streak, it's just like, what does he do? Maybe he fights Josh Emmett for an interim title because you can't just have these guys winning, 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 and there's no goal at the end of the mind, you know? Like, gold and goals. Like, what's the end goal for this, you know? So, um, super exciting time from the lightweight division because there's finally some mix-up, finally some guys fighting each other, and I think this is just going to be good for the division and give us more to talk about and more to look forward to in terms of matchups and things like that. But again, guys... I never doubted Makachev. Stop saying that. And I didn't get to get a picture with Makachev because by the time I grew a set of balls to want to ask all the fighters and not be a straight-up fanboy and, well, decide to be a straight-up fanboy, uh, he was already gone. And I did it, like, after the weigh-ins. I was like, you know what, man? Screw it. Let me just ask these guys. If they say no, they say no. Um, and then I remember, like, they probably want to take a picture with me just because of where I am in my career. Maybe I'm overthinking it and... Uh, I don't know, because I just feel like not everyone wants to be bothered with a picture. But I thought it was cool that people were happy to take a picture with me. I thought that was cool. So um, that was cool. I'm just a fan of the sport and genuinely watch it 
watch all the fight cards and uh, can't wait for the fights this weekend. Again, gfuel.com for the rest of the month. 30% off. Use my code Aljo. And if you want some Funk Master merch, go to my website, aljamainsterling.com. Link in the description below. I got some new designs that are going to be coming out soon. Hopefully in the next two weeks, we can lock them in. And again, thank you guys for supporting. And thank you for always watching the channel. Uh, if you can, show some love. Hit that like button. And if you like my shit, subscribe to my shit. Or spin it back for this, baby. Bop, 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 bop. Bow. Let's go, baby. Let's go. And still.